1: And thanks for joining us. Week two of the NFL is underway, and that means it's time for the Pick 'em Show. We're back. (laughs) Another episode of The Pick 'em Show. Week two started off good for us, at least. We both picked Washington.
0: That was a close call, though.
1: It was. We got lucky. Washington uh, got bailed out big time. Uh, That interception at the end of the game. They got the ball back with the lead with, like, four minutes left. They come out running the ball, start the clock, and... The clock gets stopped, I think, on a timeout. And then after the timeout, it's like second and six. And they throw the ball, and Heineke gets picked off, thrown into a terrible spot. Like, a horrible decision. Just run the ball there with Antonio Gibson. So they kind of got what they deserved. And then Giants kick the field goal, take the lead. So Washington's going to get a chance at the end to win it. They go down the field, and Heineke makes some plays. And then... Dustin Hopkins misses the game-winning field goal, but it's off-sides on the <laughs> Giants, so it's five yards and they get to kick again, and he makes it. So I picked Washington to win, which they did. I picked the Giants to cover three and a half, which they did, but I picked the under 40 and a half on that game, and that, that got blown up in the second half pretty well. Um, and now that we're looking at Washington supposedly had a vaunted defense, They were the number two overall defense in the league last year, but now in back-to-back games, they haven't performed all that well. So I'm curious if the Chargers fans that I talked to that were in love with Justin Herbert's performance in week one for how he played against Washington, I wonder if they still think that highly, seeing what happened to Washington on a short week in week two. Uh, They couldn't get any pressure on Daniel Jones. So that vaunted D-line... Not looking, not looking great so far for Washington, but they got the win, so now they have the extra long week to prepare. Um, so we'll see. I feel bad for the Giants, though. Daniel Jones, he was undefeated against Washington in his career, and to lose that way after running for almost 100 yards and a touchdown, and he threw for like two something and a touchdown. Like he played well, way too well, for them to lose that game. So, moving on to the next pick well i guess we should go over how we did last week i was 8 and 8 last week you were 7 and 9 the winner of our pool that week was only 9 and 7 because so many of the favorites lost so no, nobody's really like out of it in the season standings and ultimately when the winner is 9 and 7 a 7 and 9 week isn't that bad so you're not that far off
0: Told you, it's one of those things where I'm, like, not liking to see, at least in the Yahoo app, the favorite as far as what the bulk of people are picking.
1: I mean, 81% of people picked Washington and they ended up winning. So I'm guessing the other 18% were mostly Giants fans. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, so let's get into it. I think it's going to be a better week after having seen some of the results and seeing how these teams played and who came prepared early in the season and who didn't. So, the Bengals are going on the road to Chicago after winning, uh, I think it was at home, against Minnesota in an overtime game. So, the Bengals almost had another tie, but they ended up getting the job done against Minnesota and getting the win. I mean, I like the Bengals more than the Bears. Same. But road games for young teams are tough. And the Bears do theoretically have a good defense, although they ran into a tough-to-deal-with-Rams team in Week 1, and they got a lot of points put up on them. So I don't know that that's necessarily indicative of where the Bears' defense is at. But the Bears' defense is not what it was two, three seasons ago when they were a playoff team. But they did beat Tom Brady and the Bucks last year. Uh, in a close game, so their defense is capable of playing well, and for a, a young quarterback in Burrow, having to go on the road and win in that environment is tough. This looks like the Bengals are slightly favored, um, at least in the Yahoo pick 'em. Grab my little spreadsheet here, because I, I had all the odds written down. Because I do the the write up as well. Oops. So, oh, this isn't the first game on this list. Um, Oh, so no, yeah, the Bears are favored by two and a half at home, but the Bengals are small underdogs at plus 120. So, I don't know what's up with this mouse. It gets stuck a lot, like dust balls in the the well. So, okay, but I, I see a lot of people are high on the Bengals from their win over Minnesota. I mean, I'm tempted to think the Bears probably win this game at home but I don't like Andy Dalton. He, they ran the ball really well against the Rams, though. And Cincinnati did a fairly good job against Dalvin Cook, so it's going to be interesting to see um, if they can effectively run the ball and control the clock. Because like, Dalton can win football games. Like He won some for Dallas and kept them at least in the hunt, even though they had a losing record overall. But they were 2-3, and three, I think, when he took over. So, I mean, he basically, you know, kept that pace the rest of the season. Um, I don't know, we may see some more Justin Fields. My gut is telling me bears at home. So I'm gonna lean that way for now until I look at the injury report and maybe I'll amend that. You like Cincy on the road or you want Chicago at home? You don't have to pick it right now, but I'm curious.
0: I'm thinking probably Cincy.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, honestly.
0: I feel like I personally haven't watched enough Chicago games. And the ones that we have watched, I don't usually see them winning very much. So, I don't know. I'm going Simpsons. That's That might
1: That's fair. That there, might go- there goes that coaster again. <laughs> I mean, this is... It looks like it's the closest game where Bengals are favored 58% to 42%. So, of the coin toss games... This is one of them. After that we got Houston, Houston on the road at Cleveland. Browns are favored by 13. Um, and 95% of the the picks are in favor of the Browns. So
0: it's a really high percentage, but I would probably
1: I mean, I think the Browns are going to win. Lean
0: that, game. that way as well. Yeah.
1: Well, what I saw in the game against the Chiefs is that The Browns learned from their loss to Kansas City in the playoffs. And they came out and they controlled the clock. They ran the ball. They played defense. And they were winning basically the whole game against Kansas City. And Kansas City's just a tough team to keep down. And then when the game was on the line, Baker Mayfield did what he did in the playoffs, and he threw a bad interception, and they lost. So against the Texans, I don't know if the Texans have the firepower to... Do what the Chiefs did, and I mean Tyrod Taylor had a great game, but he's still mostly a conservative quarterback. Like he, Houston's going to try and run the run the ball, control the clock, and then capitalize when they get field position. And them stopping the two headed monster in Cleveland just doesn't seem super likely to me. Um, but if the Browns aren't focused and don't come prepared, like it's not it's not a 13 point game, you know, 13 is a huge spread in the NFL, so my initial instinct would be Browns win, Texans probably cover that 13, Um, I don't know, over under 48, (sighs) over, but the Browns don't cover. Browns are huge favorites, maybe the biggest favorites of the week, so probably Cleveland.
0: Pretty close. I think Tampa's got a little bit higher.
1: Yeah. Well, the next game on this list is Rams at the Colts. Rams are 94% favorites. Heading to the Colts, who lost at home to Seattle in week one. They got lit up by Russell Wilson. Carson Wentz didn't look fantastic. Fantastic. So the Carson Wentz era didn't get off to a great start, and they're playing an even better defense in Week 2. I I gotta favor the Rams here. But... Oh, yeah, so the Rams are only 3.5-point favorites, so they're thinking that the home field advantage for the Colts is gonna buy them some time. And the Colts have a reasonable defense, but after what Seattle did to them, like I don't know if they can make enough changes...
0: In a short period of time. In
1: a week to be able to stop the Rams completely. So that that's a game where it's like I'm going to have to look very closely at the injury report to get a final read on the, the cover and the over-under. But I don't see any reason why the Rams should lose that game. Just... If the Colts are going to be good and that defense is going to step up, like it's still going to take some time for that to be like Carson Wentz's team. And Carson Wentz hasn't played well the last few seasons. So we don't even know yet if Carson Wentz is ever going to be the guy that we saw before his ACL tear in Philadelphia the year that they won the Super Bowl. And if he's not that guy and he's just a, you know, average quarterback at that point, then. This Colts team isn't going to go very far with him, and they probably would have been better off keeping Phillip Rivers for another year. So we'll go Rams, and we'll move on. Bills. Go Bills. Oh, my goodness. Bills on the road at the Dolphins. Bills are 86% favorites, but they were heavily favored in the Pittsburgh game too. Let me see if I can get Where is the spread on this game? I think the Bills. Let me see. Where is this game on the list? How did I miss it? How did I miss it? Oh, well. Don't see the spread. I think it was uh, like three and a half or something. Bills need to win this game. And what I saw from them immediately after the loss, like in their next practice, they looked focused and they looked angry and they know that they didn't play well. So they have to win this game. Uh, The Dolphins are not bad, though. And they won 10 games last year. And they're looking for revenge for the game that knocked them out of the playoffs. So I expect them to at least be a formidable opponent for Buffalo, but Josh Allen's 5-0 and in his career against the Dolphins. But Daniel Jones was 4-0 in his career against Washington, and they managed to lose, so I'm still going Bills. I need Diggs to have a big game in fantasy, too. <laughs> so let's go Bills. Jets, I don't have anybody on the Jets. I don't have anybody on the Dolphins. I have Patriots
0: defense, so
1: I'm going to... Well, speaking of which, they're playing the Jets. Yep. So of all the games where the Patriots defense should put up a good game, this is it. They always give rookie quarterbacks problems. Um, And even against Miami, like, they held them to, I think it was 17. I think the game was 17-16. So they didn't give up a ton against Miami, but Miami able to skate and get out of there. And now they're headed to the Jets. I don't see any reason why the Patriots lose that game. The Jets still didn't look good in week one because they're the Jets. You know, I think they'll get better like around mid season once Zach Wilson has played a couple of months and kind of gone through the lumps. But to win this kind of game early would be huge for them. I just don't see it happening. And I don't have anybody on the Jets or the Patriots, I don't think. So, moving on. San Francisco, Philadelphia. This game has potential upset written on it because Niners are favored 3-1. They're 73% favorites on this particular app, and they're 3-point favorites at minus 160. But they're playing in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is coming off a smashing of atlanta so they're playing with more confidence with jalen hurts uh they got the rookie that played with him i believe devonta smith he had a touchdown at a big game against atlanta and the niners are just banged up like they lost jason verrett for the season they lost mostert for the season Emmanuel Mosley was out this last week. I don't know if he's playing. If he's not, it's going to be a much more difficult task for that secondary with Jalen Hurts running around back there making plays. I still would have to favor San Francisco here because when their defense plays well, they're the better team. But if you look at what happened in the Detroit game, like they kind of took their foot off the gas there at the end and Detroit got back in it. And I want to say Philly's a lot better than Detroit, and I trust their quarterback's ability to make plays and keep them in it more. So I'm going to have to look at that injury report very closely. But right now my gut says Niners. My heart wants to say Eagles because I want to see the Eagles win that game. I don't necessarily know that they will... But they were a good upset pick for me in week one. But the Niners are not the Falcons. True. Okay. Next game, we got Vegas at Pittsburgh. Raiders coming off that huge emotional roller coaster of a game against Baltimore on Monday night where they traded opportunities to win the game back and forth until finally the Raiders ended up with the ball in overtime, and they won it on a jailbreak touchdown pass to ex-Buffalo Bills, A. Jones, who I'm surprised is still in the league at this point uh, because I never see him do anything, but he had that game-winning touchdown, so he's got that going for him. But looking at how the Steelers handled the Bills, I don't see the Raiders posing any particular problem for them. Josh Jacobs is out too, so the Raiders are not going to be able to dictate the run game. Kenyon Drake, if you have him in fantasy, should have a big game. I think I'm going to play Deontay Johnson in this one because he had like 11 targets against the Bills and the Bills just defense knows how to play the Steelers. And when they were putting that Bills team together, they were kind of built in order to compete with the top of the AFC. So the Steelers were one of those teams that they had to build their team around competing against. Um, I think the Raiders come back to earth in this one that pass rush is going to get after Derek Carr. And I don't think we're going to see 19 targets for Waller in this game. But if you have Waller as your tight end one, fire him up because he's kind of the whole offense. Um, I think Hunter Renfro got like nine targets. And I have Brian Edwards, who I like, and he played really well when they finally started throwing him the ball late in the game. But up until the last like four, four minutes of the game it was just waller 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 Renfro on the underneath routes and then some run plays here and there so that's a game that the Raiders should have lost against Baltimore and they miraculously won so I got to go with the Steelers team that showed up ready to beat the Bills because if the Steelers lose this game I'm going to be really disappointed in that Bills loss um and then we go to New Orleans on the road at Carolina Panthers, three and a half point underdogs at home. But they won their first game. Um I gotta think the Saints. You know, I think they're 90% favorites in this game for a reason. I don't think that Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey are enough to deal with the Saints. And Jameis Winston has never left the NFC South in his career, so it's not like he hasn't played this Panthers team a bunch in his career as well. So it's not like he's seeing something that he's never seen before. Um, and I really liked the Panthers early last season. I think there was a point where the Panthers were like 5-2, and 5-3 and three last year, and then they completely collapsed down the stretch without McCaffrey in there. Mike Davis ate up some fantasy yardage for people, but... The Saints defense was one of the better defenses once they adjusted after the first month of the season. And they put a smashing on Green Bay. But Green Bay is a team that has shown time and time again that when they face adversity early in a game, they don't respond well. And they were down 17-3, and they had the ball, and Rodgers got picked and returned for a touchdown, I think. If not, it got returned almost for a touchdown. And once that happened, Green Bay quit. They were just like, meh, whatever. We're not really interested in being out here. Um, so I think the Panthers aren't going to be in that position because they need these wins, and it's a division game early. Uh, and they're going to need all the wins they can get. So they're going to come to play. They're going to play hard. But Saints covering by 3.5 still seems like pretty good odds. And they're minus 180 to win outright. So those are pretty good odds, too. And you got an over-under of 44.5. I'll take the over on that. Um, Saints? I'm going with Saints. Yeah, Jameis looked good. I mean, Green Bay didn't, but it was nice to see Winston get a chance to start again. He threw, what, like five touchdowns? Something crazy. And it's like three seasons ago, too? Before he came to New Orleans, he led the league in touchdown passes, but he also led the league in picks. So he's that kind of quarterback. I don't know if the Panthers' defense is good enough to bring that out of him, but now that he's in a better system... He's got a chance for success, so we'll go Saints. And then we get Denver on the road at Jacksonville. Denver's favored, rightfully so. They lost Jerry Judy for like two months, though. So if you're in fantasy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, is back from his ACL tear last year. He was their number one receiver for a long time, and he was putting up 1,000-yard seasons, no problem. But playing on a bad team, it's always playing from behind you know they have passing weapons there and now that they have Teddy Bridgewater they should have at least some consistency at the quarterback position but you know we just talked about the Panthers and Bridgewater was the quarterback on the Panthers last year and you know he led them for a while and they looked good for a while until they didn't um i don't know i i don't see Jacksonville winning that game at home i don't think the jags are very good Trevor Lawrence like picked up some fantasy points in garbage time Uh, they didn't look good they got their asses handed to them by Houston gave up 44 points on defense you know they were able to take away a couple positives near the end of the game but you know at that point Houston just let them in it so the Broncos are trending upward and Their win over the Giants aged a little bit better after what we saw on Thursday night. So, gotta go Broncos there. Then we get Minnesota on the road at Arizona. And the Vikings are one of the spazziest teams in football.
0: But they're really, like...
1: Yeah, only 7%. That's really, really 7.5%. Yeah, it's super low because the Vikings, like, when they signed Kirk Cousins, they were coming off a year where they were 13-3. and They played in the conference championship game, and they've only made the playoffs once since then.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to have to root for the Vikings because I have Cousins due to my too-late quarterback drop.
1: Yeah, well, fantasy-wise, like, if they're down... From if they're playing from behind, it's going to be good for Kirk Cousins. Um, and he played well in week one. But I was talking to a friend of mine about this. And it's like Kirk Cousins can come out and throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns. And they lose. Like what's going on there? Yeah. And I looked at the defense and they got Patrick Peterson from Arizona. So, you know, this is a game where Peterson is going to know the offense that's coming at them. But he got lit up by a rookie last week. Um, they paid Bashad Breeland to come over from Kansas City. And Breeland was the guy who got caught with a lot of them holding penalties in the Super Bowl. So they paid him a lot to come over. And then they have Harrison Smith. It's like on paper they have a good secondary, but they gave up so many uh, ground yards to Joe Mixon in week one. That I'm tempted to play Connor here. I'm tempted to play Kirk here. I'm tempted to play Rondell Moore here because I don't believe in Minnesota, but I don't want to just leverage my entire team on the Cardinals and Minnesota. Like I said, they're so spazzy they may come out they may come out and win this game. Dalvin Cook may have a monster of a game. They just refocus on running the football, playing defense. Arizona was pretty spazzy too. There was a point where Arizona got to five and two last year and everybody thought that they were you know on their way to being one of the best teams in the league and then they missed the playoffs and I think they went eight and eight so you never know and Arizona also beat the Niners in week one of last season so the Niners I think were coming off of the Super Bowl loss they were the favorites in that uh, NFC and Arizona's win over them was like oh man Arizona's good they've arrived and then You know, they had a really poor second half of the season. So I'm not 100% sold on Arizona yet, but the way Kyler Murray played last week was incredible. He made one of the best plays from a quarterback that I've ever seen. Just his recognition to break the pocket, stop on a dime, backpedal to give himself some space, and then throw the ball. Like, a lot of quarterbacks, including the mobile guys like Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, these guys will break the pocket make a guy miss and then they'll throw on the run while heading to the sideline but this play that Kyler made he broke the pocket ran out to the sideline kind of made a guy miss the tackle heading to the sideline and then kind of when he faked that way he just like got back into throwing position and took like a drop step so he just like backpedaled and created a, like a new pocket and then made this incredible throw downfield so if he plays like that all season, they're gonna be really, really tough to deal with cause it's, you can't defend that forever. So I see why Arizona is really highly favored in this game. Let's see what the spread is in this game. Where the spread at? How do I not have this game on there either? I know I have it, there it is. Cardinals are favored by three and a half. So that's a small spread. If you're going to pick the Cardinals, you might as well pick them to win by three and a half and go for your max value. Um, But I'll have to look at that game more closely. If Minnesota wins that game, I'm just going to say right now, I wouldn't be surprised. Because sometimes they play great, sometimes they play like shit. They lost early in the season to Green Bay last year and then came back and beat Green Bay when Green Bay was like 13-3. and So one of those three losses was to Minnesota and Green Bay was the best team in the NFC during their regular season last year. So, it's not like they can't play with the best teams, it's that they're not consistent. But when you have Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook like I just don't understand like how they don't win. I mean, I do. It's Kirk Cousins, but it is what it is. Cousins plays great sometimes and they win. I just I don't think he's necessarily like the best game leader because that's a game against Cincinnati where it's like they need to win that game. There's no way they should be going to overtime and losing to Cincinnati. No offense to Cincinnati, they're on the way up, and Joe Burrow looks good coming back from injury, and they put a lot of good pieces around him, and they got a good young coach over there. But this Minnesota team was built to be a playoff team, to be a contender, so they shouldn't be losing to a sub-500 team. Just what it. That's the truth. We go Atlanta at Tampa, and you're right that Tampa is the biggest favorites here. 98.7% picking Tampa to beat Atlanta.
0: Who's picking Atlanta to pick to beat Tampa?
1: I don't know. Falcons fans, I guess. Hardcores. That's weird. Yeah, I can't think of any rational person that would pick the Falcons.
0: I think that's also the lowest percentage.
1: Correct. One, 1.3%. Lowest. Of people are picking the Falcons here the Falcons suck they're the worst team in the NFL and I I saw it last year because they blew all those fourth quarter leads they let me down so many times last year that I was like I'm never having faith in them again and I said last year that the Matt Ryan era is over Julio Jones left town because he doesn't want to be a part of it anymore and he knows that he's only got a few years left and he's not trying to be part of this bullshit anymore they fired their coach. They promoted their defensive coordinator to head coach. Then they let his ass go too. So, from the top down, they have a poor system in place. And I want to say it's Arthur Blank, like, is the owner. He, they built the new stadium, the Mercedes Dome, like, they got to the Super Bowl. And then the way they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots after they were up 28 3 and they lost, that killed that team and we saw it happen to Carolina with um, Cam Newton the year that he won the MVP and that they got to the Super Bowl like the way that they got their asses kicked by the Broncos in that game it it broke that team forever after that Josh Norman left then some of the other defensive players left it just there's certain kinds of games that if it exposes the holes in your leadership structure there's no way to get that back and, I mean, as much as I'm a Seahawks fan, they've been fighting that battle ever since they decided not to give Marshawn the ball at the two yard line in that Super Bowl. There's been this ideological battle from the front office down to the field where it's like, are we gonna throw the ball a lot with Russell Wilson feature him as this passer? Or are we gonna do what got us to Super Bowl and play defense and run the football? And when you pay Russell Wilson like $35 million or whatever he gets a year, It doesn't make sense to be like, well, we're gonna be a run dominant team and have him throw a limited amount. So Seattle won though, and we'll move on. We'll move on to their game next since we're talking about Seattle. They're welcoming the Titans to town, and I think similar to the Vikings game against the Cardinals, this is a game where the Titans can win on the road against Seattle. Seattle looked good. They beat the Colts in Week One. Russ threw four touchdowns, very efficient. They ran the ball well. They played defense well. But the Titans played like shit. So the Titans have a lot of room for improvement between week one and week two. And I don't know. They're, they're just a tough matchup. Seattle's secondary isn't particularly strong. They're, you know, they're young and they're maybe better than people expected them to be. But in week one, they're going against a new quarterback, missing his top weapon in T.Y. Hilton for the Colts, so they're going to be going up against Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. I think the Titans can win that game. I don't want them to win that game. Wouldn't be surprised to see him win it, though, because I don't think the Titans are nearly as bad as they showed, and they're plus 230, so that's really good money on the Titans if you want that, but the spread is six and a half, so I'll pick the Titans to cover that for sure, because I see that being a high-scoring game. And if Derrick Henry gets going and Seattle can't shut him down, then Tennessee gets to set the tone. But in the first week, they wanted to, we got Julio Jones, we got to feature the passing game, you know? And it's like, they forget what gets them to the dance sometimes, and there's a reason that they got upset by Baltimore. I don't know if it was really an upset in the playoffs, but they were at home, and they got beat by Baltimore in a game where Lamar Jackson, I don't even think he threw for 100 yards in that game, he just ran all over them. Could be wrong about the passing yards. I'm not looking at it, um, but I remember Lamar just took the game over, and the Baltimore defense shut him down. So my guts, my guts, hoping that the Seahawks win. Right? I don't even think I have anybody on the Seahawks. I have AJ Brown though, so hopefully the Seahawks get ahead, and AJ has 20 targets and a touchdown. Because I need fantasy points and I'll take an A.J. Brown monster day as long as they still lose. You know, I don't particularly like the Titans. You know, the, the Music City Miracle of the Bills and the Titans that I liked. I actually did like that Titans team a lot. The the I think it was Steve McNair, um, Eddie George, Kevin Dyson, that team. They, they were good. So I I had respect for them, and I liked Eddie George a lot. But I still don't like what they did to my guys. Oh, so moving on to the the other game that's like a real coin toss is Cowboys on the road at the Chargers. Cowboys are slight favorites, at least in the pick-em app. But the odds makers have Dallas as plus 155 underdogs and the Chargers as three-point favorites with an over-under of 55. I like the Chargers. I like what the Chargers are doing. And I'm not looking at their record, but I think they were similar in their overall record. I think Dallas was like 6 and 10 last year and the Chargers were probably right there with them. So there's not a huge disparity between these how these two teams finished last season. However, Dak is playing again. So Dallas's stock is much higher, which is why more than half of the people are picking Dallas here.
0: Are the Chargers playing
1: at SoFi? Yeah, they're at home. And so they had that road win against Washington, um, where, I don't know, they didn't almost lose. I think that's too strong. But they were down in the fourth quarter on the road and were down in the possession game, and Washington fumbled inside their own territory, and the Chargers got the ball back and scored and took the lead, and then they played defense the rest of the way, and one um so i don't know i'm tempted to think that the chargers are gonna be a problem because what i saw from dallas's defense is that they were getting lit up in the passing game and with mike williams and keenan allen out there and austin eckler coming out of the backfield and herbert slinging the ball around the way he did in week one I just see a lot of holes in that Dallas defense that can be exploited and the Chargers defense is maybe not what it once was but they still have Joey Bosa out there they lost some of their secondary pieces over the last couple years Ingram went and signed with Pittsburgh so they're not quite as formidable a defense as they were but their offensive line is revamped and They have maybe, no, not maybe. They have the best second-year quarterback in the league right now. Herbert, just his mindset, you saw him as a rookie. Like, he had to go through the the learning curve of, like, making those rookie mistakes. But their coach kind of shot them in the foot a lot last season. So it wasn't all on him either. So now they have a new coach. He's in his second year. He's got a better line in front of him, so he's got more time to go through his progressions. And... He just, he shows a kind of like poise and calmness that not a lot of these younger quarterbacks have shown. Um, So he's really good, but Dak is also really good. That's going to be a shootout of a game. I see why it's a coin toss. I can see why the Cowboys are favored. But if I had to go with my gut right now, I say Chargers win, Cowboys cover. I don't know.
0: I'm going Chargers win.
1: Chargers dub. I mean, I don't hate the Cowboys. Not like I used to, but I'm no fan of Jerry Jerry Jones. Okay, so we only got, what, two games left? Yep. Chiefs on the road at the Ravens. I'm surprised the Chiefs are not favored the most this week. They are. I mean, they're favored more than the Ravens, but they're not the biggest favorite of the oh, week. I see. Yeah. Because um, they're only favored by three and a half points on the road at Baltimore, right? Where, was that other game that's 12 points? Bucks, Falcons? Like, obviously the Ravens aren't the Falcons, but after what I saw from the Ravens, I don't... I, I would favor the Chiefs by at least a touchdown in this game. Their team's still
0: kind of going Who? Ravens, right? I mean, we've got... Replacements, but
1: They're not falling apart, but, like, they just haven't worked together enough yet. Like, they got a bunch of new running backs in there. Um, Their receivers haven't really had the practice time required to get them in there. Lamar Jackson wasn't the most accurate in week one, but it's, like, all those moving parts, like, they're just not in rhythm right now. And I don't think they're going to get in rhythm in time to beat the Chiefs what they can do is they can look at the game that they played against Cleveland and be like all right Cleveland had the lead by running the ball, playing defense. They were able to like set the tone, but the Chiefs I think are going to respond. And I just don't see Baltimore having the kind of firepower that Cleveland does. So if the game begins to turn and it becomes a scoring competition, I don't see Baltimore being able to keep pace with them. they're just not quite finely tuned enough yet because they're a run the ball play defense kind of football team and what we saw against the raiders is that like they're just not there yet they can still run the ball because that's what they do and their offensive line is built that way their pass protection was not great though against the raiders and chiefs are going to come after them they're going to recognize that and they're going to put a lot of pressure on lamar in those situations so I don't know, I think three and a half is too small of a spread. I'll take the Chiefs to cover on the road. And especially because better versions of this Baltimore team have not really been competing with the Chiefs over the last few seasons. So I don't know why this team that they currently have would only be three and a half point underdogs. I mean, if they if they go out there and somehow beat them and Latavius has a nice day for fantasy football purposes, that's great. Um, but I, don't, I don't think I'm going to start him in this game. Although he's the kind of running back you want. Like you saw with Chubb and with uh, Kareem Hunt. like You want those power running backs against the Chiefs because you need to wear them down. You need to control the clock. So it's a good situation for Latavius Murray to have a good game. As long as it stays close, though. If the Chiefs get ahead by two scores, the Ravens are going to have to throw the ball, and Latavius is not going to be the guy that they involved in the passing game just yet. So... Chiefs cover minus two hundred. I don't know. That's pretty decent, considering ninety percent of the people have picked them. I think minus two hundred is pretty safe if you want to bet on the Chiefs. But betting on them to cover, oh yeah, there. So it's minus two hundred for them to cover. Over under a fifty-four and a half. I'll. I don't think the Ravens score that many points, so I'll take the under fifty-four and a half. And that's the Sunday night game. So moving on, you got Monday night, Lions-Packers. I picked Green Bay to be the highest-scoring team this week after what I saw from the Lions' defense. Green Bay needs a bounce-back game in a big way after getting embarrassed by New Orleans. And when you need to get on track, playing a bad team is always good. So I think Detroit's in for an ass-whooping in this one. But... Even when they got beat up pretty bad by Green Bay last season, they still kind of, like, hung in there. Like they still scored some points on the Green Bay defense. I don't know. I don't believe in Jared Goff though. And clearly the Rams didn't either.
0: Yeah, he sure let me down in fantasy last year, so...
1: He'll probably be a good fantasy player this year because the Lions are going to be down a lot. I think he had a good first week. He did.
0: He had yeah. over 30 for the first week. Oh, yeah,
1: because they were down by so much that it's like the whole second half of the game is garbage time and they're trying to get down the field, so they're throwing a lot. But Packers are 91% favorites in this game. And then the tiebreak on that final score, I got Packers 34, Lions 21. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think 34 is going to be the highest score of the week, so kind of hedge my bets there with Green Bay being the most points. <laughs> I don't know. Any final thoughts?
0: I don't know. I think this... We're seeing this season as well as last year just being very unpredictable and weird games, weird outcomes.
1: Yeah, so many of the favorites lost in the first week, which is why the winner of our pool was 9-7. and seven.
0: And I'm curious if this weird Washington win to start the week is an omen for how the other games are going to go.
1: Well, I hope it's an omen for how the other primetime games are going to go because... <laughs> That was exciting. It was. And last year had a bunch of shitty primetime games. So I'm down for that. I want to see some good matchups and it's like, hey, it's not the best football because there's a lot of turnovers and a ton of mistakes at the end of the game and a ton of penalties that make it exciting, but I had a lot of fun watching that game as someone who is not a fan of either team and didn't have anybody playing in fantasy. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So Hopefully, uh, Chiefs Ravens and Lions Packers can deliver something in that neighborhood. But I don't see either of those games being all that competitive. But it remains to be seen.
0: Yep, will see.
1: Awesome. All right. Any Final Fantasy questions? For me? Yeah. Not the video game Final Fantasy. We're talking fantasy football questions.
0: Uh, no. Nope. Not
1: right now. No. Nope. All right. Well, oh yeah, so, uh, Tyrell Williams is out for the Lions in that uh, Monday night game. So I picked up Rondell Moore. But that's one more weapon that Detroit is missing going into this showdown with Green Bay. So, Green Bay is favored by 11 and a half in that game. That's still huge. 11 and a half is so much in a pro football game. But without your number one receiver, really didn't do anything last week either. <sighs> Green Bay needs to send a statement. I don't know if they cover. That's a lot. But Green Bay by eight and a half seems right. Maybe eight, seven, eight points. But basically 12 is a lot. They gotta win by 12 to cover, so. Even a Niners team that beat them into the ground in week one scored 41 points only covered by eight, so. And it was with Williams getting concussed and not really having a game, he had 1.5 points. And he was injured coming into the season. All right, well, We'll yeah, we'll see. All right, everybody, that's it. Take care. Go Bills. Thanks once again for joining us. The Scheist Podcast is an extension of thescheist.com. If you like what we're doing here, you can help us out by liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff from wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and go Bills.